and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast with me, Johnny McFarlane. I'm here with Gary Ralston to discuss, amongst other things, Pedro Kishina's latest press conference, Ryan Jack's red card being rescinded, any potential transfer moves in at Ibrox, and how the new boys are performing so far. Gary, Pedro Kishina talked about balance between defence and attack at his press conference. Do you think they achieved that in the Hibs game? I think the red card ultimately uh, turned the game. Um, but I think probably for me the most significant part of the, the, the match was the failure of Kenny Miller uh, to put that one in at, uh, 20 minutes in uh, when he hit the post I still think he should have scored it was a great run to the line by, by Windass um, and Hibbs effectively went up the, 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 up the road in the next move and, and scored the equaliser and um, so and after that I thought Hibs came more and more into the game Rangers started really really well but they have to learn to be more ruthless in the final third in these uh, in these occasions um, I think that Kashinia would have been concerned at the ease with which um, his defence was isolated by one pass at the equaliser and I think he would have been um, perturbed by the poverty the defending from both Cardoso uh, and Bruno Alves and dare I say it the quality of the goalkeeping from West Fodderingham um, I, think, a, I think he made himself a hostage to fortune to some extent by being so open uh, in the second half with two men um, I think he showed a wee bit of naivety there because I think in another day Hibs could could possibly have won, they didn't of course, but it could possibly have been a 4 or maybe even a 5-1 uh, game um, because he, you know, 4 in, in the midfield I just felt were being swamped by, uh, um, or 3 in the midfield rather, were just being swamped by uh, by the 5 uh, Hibs midfielders. Um, so I, I think that there was a degree of tactical naivety, not tactical naivety, it was very brave, Pedro, but we've seen him being brave before and it's come unstuck. I think that what Rangers needed to do was they needed to keep it tight at half-time, try to get it in at 1-1, and then just be solid, go 4-4-1 in the second half, bring on Jordan Roster, um, take off after taking off Morelos, left maybe Kenny Miller up front to plough the lone furrow, which is a role that he knows well, um, did it to such good effect, I remember the League Cup final against St Myrna a couple of years back, and maybe I've tried to, to, to scrape a 1-1 a, a draw, um, so yeah, I, I don't quite think the balance is there in his, in, in, in his team, but his team will be a working process, progress rather, probably for, a, for, for, for coming weeks and maybe the next couple of months. We've seen Rangers lose goals on the counter-attack for the last two years, and it was interesting what you said there about them being isolated, the defence, because the new pressing style we're seeing, it sees Ryan Jack lead the press, push right up. But as you say, for the Hibs opening goal, the slightly direct ball caught out Rangers completely and they were just basically 2-2 two, two on 2. Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to be a feature going forward, do you think, if they're push- they've got this press in a 4-4-2 pushing right up? Well, the, particularly in the, in, the, in the full-backs, and that's where I think the full-backs become even more important. Um, I, I thought they'd look to be learning their lesson in, in that, that if they do do that press, then they've got to be careful that they don't be left um, isolated. Alves is a great positional defender at his age. Um, the, the first two yards are always in the head. But I do think that Rangers have got to be aware that, or, or got to be careful that they don't, um, their, their full-backs don't get sucked in up the pitch because then you, you can be picked off. 
Simon Murray's a pest and he did it and he took Cardoso on far too easily but where were Tavernier and where were Wallace to tuck in behind and maybe offer that extra defensive cover that, that's, that's needed in those cases and that's why, why I think when you're pressing up one side of the pitch the left back has got to you know, tuck in and, and be available to, to, to sweep at the back and, and, and likewise if you're pressing in the left Tavernier's got to be disciplined enough just to sit back and be prepared on the, to be hitting the counter that he can come in and sweep up in behind you can't really talk about the Rangers-Hibs game without reflecting on some of the decisions and Pedro Cachina's talked about in his presser they are training for bad decisions, so making bad decisions when he's refereeing training games. What's your take on that? Is that smart? It is, and, and, and I remember Robbie Nielsen being criticised for saying, uh, you know, usually I think it was in the, in the build-up to old games against the old firm teams that he would play 10 uh, games uh, you know, ten v eleven because he knew that was uh, that that was happening. It's all part of the learning curve. Um, referees aren't uh, you know aren't robots. They will get things wrong, um, and I think it's right that coaches be prepared for all uh, for all uh, all circumstances. The only thing I would say, of course, is that well, you know, you can adjust it, but you never know if it's going to be a left winger who's sent off or a or a right back. But then that's I guess that's when a clever manager makes his uh, earns his corn. And how do you reflect on the fact that Ryan Jack's red card was overturned? You know, I, I think that most Rangers fans will say, great, it should never have been a red card in the first place, but ultimately the damage was done. Um, the moment that the red card um, you know, the red card was, was, was shown that the game the game turned from Rangers, I still think Rangers could have been tighter when they went down to 10 men. I still think the priority for Kashinia should have been to see out the, 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 the first half um, and get them in at half time still with 1-1 and then look to have seen them, them regroup more solidly but they were uh, you know Hibs took the, the initiative for it the, the, the disastrous OG from, from, from Tavernier really uh, put their put their tails up um, but the, the, the quite how the referee could have seen uh, what, what what he saw is, 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 is you know I really don't know I'm led to believe that maybe the fourth official had a um, had a hand in it as well he may have seen it um, but at the very least, I think Stokes should have gone. I think Stokes should have gone for at least a second yellow card. He could arguably, arguably, arguably have been sent off earlier on for his flashpoint with Tavernier. I think probably the referee got that right. Referee tried to, you know, book early and, and hope that the players would take a lead from that. But um, I don't think the referee had a good game, and I don't think his fourth official, uh, Ewan Anderson, um, had a good game either. I thought he looked too cowed and too timid as a fourth official, um, because for me, the game was, I think the game was won to a large extent in the in, in, in the technical area, and I'm not talking about tactical decision-making there. I think that the Rangers bench allowed themselves to get too caught up in what was happening across the street in the Hibs bench, Gary Parker in particular. And listen, they're old cats, eh? Gary Parker, Neil Lennon, they knew what they were doing. Um, you know, but for example, is it appropriate that a, a Rangers coach, as soon as his team ships a goal to go one each, is running to the police to complain about a celebration? I would much rather, where I a Rangers fan, seeing that your coach and your manager in discussion to say, right, where do we go from here? Is there anything that we can plot differently here? Do we need to make tweaks in our lineup rather than running to plot to complain about an opposition manager? You could say the same, I think, about the Hibs team. They seemed really streetwise to Scottish football in a way that maybe Rangers weren't uh, during the game. Did you get a sense in the presser that Pedro Cashina had actually learned from that and the team will learn from it going forward? Well, they've really got to uh, got to learn from it. Pe- Pedro was uh, was somewhat cut when he spoke spoke to the um, 
uh, spoke to the, the, the written media after the broadcast press conference on Thursday afternoon. Uh, I, I had asked him if he had any further reflections to make on the game uh, at the weekend, and by that I meant you know, the, 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 the aftermath of it, the, co- uh, the comments that were made and the, the controversies that sprung from the, from the post-match interviews. And he, he was very um, direct in saying that, no, I don't want to speak about it. Um, he, you know, he said that the, you know, he, he reflects only to himself and that his reflections are not to be shared with the with 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 the wider world, which I thought was somewhat strange because I think as a, a football manager, particularly one at, uh, at, at Rangers, you know, you're there to reflect your opinions and where they're valid and and where they're appropriate with uh, uh, with your fans. Um, so only time will uh, only time will tell. Pedro's been dropped. I like Pedro. By the way, I think he's. I think he's great. I think there's a wee bit of the rascal about him. I think there's a wee bit of the street fighter about him. Um, I sometimes think he's in danger that, 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 that he says too much. He gets embroiled in things that he really shouldn't get embroiled in. I think first and foremost, and he has said it himself. His priority should really be Rangers, his team, his club, what his players are doing, rather than getting involved in the sideshows, um, respect from managers and referees, and so on and so forth, um, the, 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 the fallouts, the bickerings, here's the opposition team, etc, etc. Great for, it, for, 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 for our guys, I can't knock that. But there's a degree of pantomime in that, and I think that you know Pedro would be better served um, focusing his energies, all his energies, on making his team the best that they can be. Obviously, we've only got a few days left in the transfer window, just a couple of weeks left. Um, where do you see Rangers' uh, key key areas to strengthen going into this? Um, good question. They obviously like uh, they obviously like Walker. They obviously feel that they're short on the left-hand side. Um, I think Windass has started the season very well, um, but I don't think that he's got a burst uh, of pace that will take him by an opposition defender. He did it against Whitaker in that chance that I spoke about earlier for Kenny Miller, but he is not the type of player who will take on a, a, a full-back and whip over a cross. Um, Walker can play in the left-hand side. Um, somebody like Kenny McLean, I know he's been interested in, would provide the balance uh, on that side too. So I think he could maybe do with a wee bit of uh, a wee bit of balance on the on on on, on the left-hand side. Um, and I think that that's I think that's possibly where where, where he will look at full-back. I, I mean, the boy Hodgson likes to defend first and foremost. Um, I just wonder if he's maybe short of cover for somebody like uh, like Lee Wallace, and uh, you know, particularly from a from a defensive point of view. So I think there's one or two positions down the left hand side that he, that he might want to look at. The perennial favourite that keeps coming up on social media is Stephen Naismith. You're around the club. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I was I, I, I was told that there wasn't a, you know wasn't an interest in Naismith at that stage. Um, that may change, of course, if. Um, I think Naismith would be a, a significant expenditure for them. Um, although he's at the stage where he's probably earned his money, he's at the stage where he probably feels, given the way that he left the club, and I know that you know, and you know, hindsight now, he's probably proved to have been right to have taken the decision that he, that, that he took at that stage. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to Pedro Cusinha and what Pedro Cusinha wants for his team. And he's already invested in Herrera. He's invested in uh, Morelos. Um, he's invested even in someone like Pena that can play in Dorans, that can play in those forward areas as well. 
Naismith, I've never, is a fantastic player, but is he an out and out striker? Well, he can be. Can he play just in behind? Well, he can be. I guess he can bring a bring a bit of versatility about it. He can bring a you know a, an inverted commas Scottish dimension to it as well. But I think the fact that Rangers haven't moved from for now until this point probably shows that their priorities are, uh, are 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 elsewhere. I still think he could do a job for them though. Do you expect Jamie Walker to play in the game at the weekend for Hearts? If I was a Hearts match, you you you're damn right. I would throw him in. I would throw him in because um, you're on a no-lose situation. There you go, Jamie. This team are interested in you. Go and show them what you can do. Um, you know, go and show them what you can do. Go and show these fans that I believe that Walker wants to play in front of ultimately. Go and show them how good you are. Um, they may well leave Ibrox tomorrow cursing them, but I think it's a, it's a case of, you know, on you go. It's, it's your stage. It's your platform. This is where you think you can play. This is where you believe you should be playing. So go out there and play, and play for Hearts. Hearts have had a tough pre-season, obviously losing their former head coach. They've still not replaced Ian Cathro, but they looked pretty robust, pretty physical, a lot more solid against Kilmarnock. How do you think they'll approach this game against Rangers? I think they'll probably approach it in the same way that Hibs will, uh, will, will approach it. I think there's still a, a, I think in these games there's still a question about uh, the temperament of Rangers. I still think a, a kind of few of the new look players are, you know, are still catching their breath at the ferocity of the Scottish game, and I think that Hearts, Hearts like to play a high tempo, high pressing game. Uh, I think with someone like Lafferty up front, he'll be a pest. He'll be motivated. There's no there are few better strikers in the Scottish game when they're fully motivated than, than, than Kyle Lafferty he's a, he's a big pest and he's he's decent on the ground and he's uh, and he's decent on the air as well so I think that there's a I think that there's a, a huge element of danger um, for Rangers that that, that Hearts will uh, Hearts will, will, will bring and um, and I, I, I think that the that it'll be another capacity crowd at Ibrox I think that can really work in Rangers favour but I also think if things don't go their way, I think it can perversely work against them as well. And I know that the, the, the instruction from John Daly uh, will be exactly, because he's played there, but it will be exactly as, as with many managers, keep this tight for the first 20, 25 minutes and turn this crowd. You know, you get into half-time, a goal in front or a goalless, you know, or, or level, they'll be antsy. You can make them work in your favour rather than in favour of Rangers. Yeah, and with uh, Concalves obviously having his red card rescinded similarly to Jack, you've got a strike partnership there that's really going to ask questions of, I think, Cardoso in particular, who's mm-hmm. had a decent introduction to Rangers, look very composed, but at the same time, there's been a few occasions, specifically against Hibs, where defensively he's maybe not quite looked as strong as he is when he's taking the ball out from the back. How big a challenge is that going to be? It's, 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 it's a huge challenge, and this is where I think that um, Kashinia has taken the the gamble, if you like, and as much as he's brought in, uh, fairness to him, he's brought in a, a Scottish uh, element to it, but he's brought in this kind of Latin wave, if you like, of Portuguese and Mexican players, and it's unrealistic to help. And that's why, even if I think if Rangers lose tomorrow, that people will be saying, oh, it's too big for Kashinia. I think Kashinia will be given the season, or it's certainly half the season at least, to, to let. The, the the show the board that his his way can work, but I think that the flip side of it for him is that he, the, the 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 players that have come in from countries such as Portugal and Mexico will ultimately need time to settle, and it's not just one or two that he's got to settle; it's five or six, and I think from that can come an inconsistency. 
which is the last thing Rangers need. I don't think Rangers would be anywhere near good enough to challenge for the title, but I think what the Rangers fans and what the Rangers board need to see is a team that can at least stay nip and tuck with Celtic for the vast majority of the season um, and certainly end up within 10 or 12 points of Celtic, um, a vast improvement on, on, on last season. So I think that these players have got to start learning and they've got to start learning fast. Players like Morelos, Herrera, but the one that stands out that hasn't really had any game time really so far is Peña. Mm-hmm. What are you hearing around the club about Carlos Peña? I'm not hearing anything. Um, you know, I'm not hearing anything particularly negative um, about him at all. I think he's a player that I'm not so quite sure where his physical fitness was. Um, he arrived at Glasgow after a, you know, after five or six weeks of uh, of, of 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 holiday. Um, I think that more than anything, that type of playmaker might need a bit more time to adapt to his environment than than than, than he will. Yeah, I mean, even guys like Jose Mourinho in the past have, have mentioned about adapting. You know, assimilating players from from different countries. Did he um, drop took a season? You know, um, into uh, you know into a, into a new environment. The the, the 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 crucial thing for Rangers is Rangers really don't have that time. They've invested fairly lavishly in in, in this player, so they need them in the team. But um, you know, but it's a it's a it's a difficult environment. But there are no slouches in Mexico. You know, it's the, 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 the rough and tumble football over there as well. Um, he's got the frame for it, hasn't he? Ah, so, he, he, like, he has got the frame, frame. But and possibly last weekend um, wasn't the time to judge him. I thought he looked a bit lost when he came on last weekend. To be honest with you, but it wasn't a it wasn't a great game for a, a player of his uh, type to get. In fact, I'm surprised that. Kashinia brought him on in that environment. I thought he'd have been better going for somebody like a you know a Rossiter figure to play alongside Dons in the in the midfield when uh, when Jack departed. So um, you know we've yet to see him weave his, the the magic that the manager believes that he can. But he's another one. He's got to um, you know he's got to find his fitness and he's got to find his, his his level and he's got to find his his form and he's got to do it pretty soon. Ultimately, it comes down to the fire that these guys have got in their belly to make an impact here, because quite rightly they've arrived at Rangers and while their ultimate their short term success and medium term goals will be success for Rangers, the chances are that they're here with a view to as so many players who come to Scotland are they'll be looking down the road at England. Can they make it here? Can they make an impact here? It's down to them as well. Huge cultural changes as, 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 as much as anything. The food, the language, the weather. I passed, um, a, you know, I passed through the corridors at Murray Park or Auchinhowie as they like to call it these days yesterday when I was leaving and I saw a couple of the guys in having their English lessons. Um, so it's down to them. You know, it's down to them to prove that they've got the, that they've got the desire. They've certainly got the talent but have they got the desire and have they got the energy and have they got the willingness to make it at Rangers? Yeah, Kashinia clearly thinks they have and he's the guy that's got to be trusted with, it, with with that assessment. The one player that really has made an impact, especially in the last two games with three goals in two games, is Alfredo Morelos, only 20 years old, million pounds. He does look like he's one of those killer goal scorer types, doesn't he? Got to get the chances for him though. And, um, and he got a little hot-headed for me Last uh, last week as well against Hibs at times, a um, couple of rash challenges um, seemed to let the occasion get to him on a, on a couple of occasions. But I quite like what, I, what, what, what I've seen about him before, but, but he is a penalty box predator. I'm not quite sure about his ability to come short and link play. I think he's really going to be one who spearheads an attack, either playing in, uh, you know, playing with a playing with a target man, but he certainly looks to be someone who's... Um, 
you know, who's, who, who can get in and about the box. I, as much as I really uh, love Kenny Miller and all that he has contributed, not just to Rangers but Scottish football, I think the one um, uh, criticism that you could level at Kenny throughout his career is that when you give him a chance and he's got to think more than a split second about that chance, too many times he doesn't score. Um, so I think Morelos has got to get into those positions. Rangers have got to create the chance, chances probably from wide areas, whip those balls into the box. Candia's delivery last week for him was delicious and he was there on the spot. But Rangers have got to do more of that and Rangers have got to be absolutely ruthless when they get these um, when they get these chances. They weren't ruthless enough against Hibs last week and they paid the price. So um, particularly with that with that miss from uh, from from Miller after twenty minutes, um, I think Morelos looks to be the we busy type in the box who will get you those goals but he's got to get the service Just on Kenny Miller for me while he's been a great servant as you say I wonder if sometimes he's dropping too deep when he plays for Rangers now um, he certainly I think he was asked to do that by Mark Warburton but every time he's playing up front and a front two he's almost playing in that number 10 position which I don't really think is his game do you think he's got a long term future up there on that I, I don't know I, I have a degree of uh, a huge degree of sympathy for Kenny because I think that um, that he's one guy who's really hurt over the last um, three or four years and he's the one guy who's, and I think he's been a victim of his own willingness to, to, to fill all sorts of positions um, and I think with that at times has come a little tactical indiscipline. I think possibly you're right. He's dropped to it. This games I was watching at Ibrox last season where he's you know, he's up front, he's wide he's wide right. And there's there's occasions when he's back in the left back position trying to build a play. And it's just because he's been trying to rouse and, you know, players all around about him to, to, to lift it up to the standards that he knows are acceptable to his club and to his team. I think he should be cut a little bit of slack for that um, and I look forward to the days when he can focus just on the job that he's given within his team rather than always at the back of his mind thinking that he's having to compensate for others because ultimately it uh, you know, it does cost him the impact that, that, that he can make in the final third. Lastly Gary, just a prediction for the weekend's game? I think it'll be tough for Rangers. I think they're still finding their feet. I think it'll be a draw, um, possibly a two-each draw. I see goals in it. Um, somebody said to me the other day that if you're wanting a bet of the bookies, you know, both teams to score in a game that's uh, that's involving Rangers is, is probably a good shout. I think it'll be open. I think it'll be entertaining. Um, but I think it will. I, I don't think Rangers. You know, I think they're good enough to do it. But just at this early stage under um, under Kishinia of the season, his new look team. I'm not quite sure that they've got those street smarts yet um, physically to uh, uh, to match the, the, the intensity that a team like Hearts will bring. OK, well, we'll see what happens on Saturday. I'm sure nobody will remind you about that um, if, it, if it doesn't <laughs> come to All I will say is that opinions, Johnny, are like belly buttons. We've all got them and they don't hold a lot of water. That's it for this episode. If you want to get our podcasts as soon as they go online, please subscribe at iTunes, Audio Boom, or any other good podcasting platform. If you like the pods, don't forget to rate them at iTunes, which means more people get the chance to enjoy them in the future. For all the up-to-the-minute news, as it happens, and for further links to these and other record podcasts, like Record Sport on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, or visit us at thedailyrecord.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Hanging on the edge of desire.